Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Uh, I want you to look at this, write this down, number one, to understand that as a Christian, you must maintain your heavenly identity. Does everybody understand that? That seems simple, but I want to explain it. As a Christian, you must maintain your heavenly identity. Does that make sense? Okay, God gave you an identity that came from heaven. Now you got to maintain it. Number one, you got to find out what that heavenly identity is. Like, how does he see me? And then I got to maintain what he told me I am. Most people's problem is you see it and then you don't really understand it. So you, you don't really accept it about you and say, well, can, am I really that? Yeah, you are. You know what I'm saying? So look at this, and we're going to dive in this. Understand this as a Christian, you must maintain your heavenly identity. Now look at this, boom, Ephesians 2.6. The word of God says that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Now read that slow to kind of get this understanding about what he said, okay? He raised us with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him in the glorious perfection. Now that means he said what? You're in him. So if you're in him, the moment you find your identity in him, you cannot be limited by your identity of yourself. Don't, don't, don't think about you the way you want to. What did he say there? He said, you ascended with him in the glorious, God said I'm in glorious perfection. So why do we only see our imperfections if God left us in perfection? Because it's a mentality that we have about ourselves. That we're really not allowed to have. Because that's not how God sees us. And what? And authority. He gave us what? And the authority of the heavenly realm. For we are what? Now co-seated with Christ as one. Or we are what? Co-seated as one with Christ. So he don't see you outside of him. What? Don't come out. That sounds kind of weird. Like what do you mean don't come out? Only believe what the word of God says about you. So I, the law of identification is where did that thought come from? Am I allowed to accept it? If not, I got to get rid of it. Where did that image come from? Okay. How does that? How, so you get what I'm saying for you? How do you see you? If you don't see you the way God sees you, you're not allowed to believe what you want to believe about you because you don't know enough about the real you. Is that too fast? So watch this. I go soft. Right? So I go in there and think like, hey, I'm a champion. God goes, yeah, you are. Because I'm a champion. You're a champion. You could, you could swing like, you could, you could have that kind of swag? Yeah, because you want to know why? Because he's a champion. He ain't never lost a battle in his life. So if I'm in him, he's a champion. I'm a champion. So I think like a champion. I walk like a champion. I talk like a champion. I don't respond like some punk. You respond like a champ. Come on. Come on. Everybody's like, well, you know, you, you think, no, 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 that's what he said. So if he said it, I don't think weak, I don't think soft, I don't, come on, hello? You got to elevate your game, guys. You thought, well, I'm a human. You ain't no human. You're an alien from another planet, bro. You're a new creature in Christ, never been one like you before. Why are you trying to be like a human? And the church loves to tell you how human you are. They don't want to tell you how supernatural you are because y'all might go off the deep end. Go off the deep end. I'll come find you. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't want to let you know, like, well, you can't think like that. You, who do you think you are? I think what he told me to think. See what I'm saying? So if he puts you in a heavenly condition, 
seated with him in heavenly places, why would you go sit somewhere else? You know, we just went to this preacher thing. It was fun, right? Thanks for, you guys are the best. And I appreciate that because you're mature. Like, hey, Pastor Chris, if you're here, you know what I mean? I'm going to come to church. Don't not, you know, come to church no matter what. Sometimes I got to do stuff. So we went and did this meeting and I went, I went to this place, you know, and it, these guys were very respected in the arena of preaching, the, in the preaching world. So I walk in the room. I'm like, hey, where do you want me to sit? Because I ain't got to sit. No, I'll sit in the closet, dude. I, I'm not into all that, you know? So it's like, I'm like, where do you want me to, where do you, I'm asking polite. I'm like, where do you want me to sit? Because I ain't just going to take somebody's seat. This dude's, these guys run the country here. And it was funny. They're like, we want you to sit right here because we want everybody to be. I said, like, okay, that's where I sit. You tell me to sit there, that's where I sit. I don't need to complicate this. Jesus said, sit here. If he didn't want you there, you don't think he knew who you were going to be? He didn't think you were new. He knew where you were going to go. Is this clicking? Like he didn't think you didn't think he knew you were going to be human. You know, he, you don't think he knew you'd be cussing in traffic. Come on, bro. You don't think he knew you'd be a little wacky and you, you know, come on, tell the truth. He knew you were going to be. He still said, sit here because this is the place I want you. Now, two things happened in that thing. Look at point number two. This is big because you got this from him. And if you don't see this, he what? We share his honor and we share his authority. You better write it down. Write it down. Why? Because he gave you his honor. What do you mean his honor? You got the same seat. That seat is a seat of honor. Take your place. Stop living beneath the honor system of your life. Meaning like what? Now, you're not demanding people to be like, you need to honor me. You know what I'm saying? But you get an elevation in your game when you realize this. He was honored to sit there. I take it like an honor. Put it on, bro. Put it on. Put that honor and authority on you because you're somebody because of what God did for you. That's a mentality like, hey, I got God in me. You're not arrogant, but what you're doing is you're taking your rightful position as an heir, and you're not what? You know what I'm saying? You're not leaving your position because you don't understand it. Put the honor on. Put it on. Look at this scripture. You're, I'm telling you, man. Well, I, what do you mean by honor? I don't, I'm kind of lost there, Pastor Chris. He made you to sit together with him. That means you share his honors. You're so close in connection with him, you partake of his glory, and that's the greatest thing. God, that's his presence. His presence is in you. Carry yourself like God's living in you. That'll polish you up quick, man. God lives in me. You know what I'm saying? I'm the representation of God in the earth. Look what it says. In whom, right? Oh, yeah, wait, we went ahead too far. Use this other one. Um, I like this one. Um, that, uh, that was my bad. Um, that Ephesians 2.6, right? But look at this one here. Let me give you this one because this one will help you, right? We're a particular. Look at Romans 8.17. That was me, Ange. All right? Until we get out of the natural and into the spiritual, we will not realize our full potential as God's children. And if children, then heirs. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. So he said, you are a what? You're an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. That's your inheritance, man. What does it mean to be an heir? 
Now, we don't talk like that over here. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a big conversation. Please, like, I am an heir to the throne. But if you, if you were outside of our, our, our you know, our, our, like, you know, we don't really talk like that. But we would kind of say like this. You were left an in inheritance. Right? What, what, what's your inheritance? Now, in a normal home, what happens is what? Some parents leave their kids an inheritance, right? You plan to take care of your kids. Here's your inheritance. This is what you got. You know what I'm saying? Try to spend all your money for them little jokers. Get their hands on it. Come on, somebody. Right? You know how it goes because they're going to be they're gonna be buying, like, sports cars. And I'm like, praise be to God, I'm, I worked hard for that. Now you're all just, like, flying away with it. All right. No. All right. But you understand? You've been left an inheritance package, Correct. Well, guess what? God left you an inheritance package. Right? You signed you sign a will, right? Correct? Most people get a will. You should get like a, like a living will. Right? You got all your stuff there. Something happens to me. Here's where all my stuff goes. Right? It's, it's a, what is it called a Bible? It's a last will and testament. It's a contract from God. It's your inheritance package. That Bible's your inheritance package. If he didn't want to give it to you as an heir, he would never put it in there. That's, a, that's your inheritance package sitting on your lap. That's what he gave you. If he didn't, now watch this. Now, everybody use this in your head. Because this is really helping you. If you did not want to leave, now, now listen, some of you got ripped off or something, you know, I'm not trying to be weird, or somebody's parents didn't pay attention, or whatever, I don't want to go there. Because you, you got an inheritance from God. But as a parent, everybody in here is pretty much a parent, or old enough to be a parent, or one day you'll be a parent. If you didn't want your kids to have it, you ain't going to leave it for them, Correct? Let's just be straight. Let's talk like normal people, okay? This is going to help you. So if you were like, man, these kids, you know what I'm saying? These jokers ain't getting none of this, right? You're going to like Hawaii and like just chilling, you know what I mean? No, you know what I'm saying? Get what I'm saying. If you didn't want to leave your kids and stuff, you would not put that in that will. and testament, correct? But if you did, like you are really kind, you're setting up their future because you know what they're going to need because you lived a little bit longer of life than they have. Make sense? He's God for crying out loud. He knew what you needed. He put it in there before he left. Jesus makes sure you're set for life. It's in your inheritance package. This is why he uses terminology, joint heir. Co-heir with Christ. Heir. He left you the benefits of everything you need in life. So let me ask you a question. If your parents, your mortal parents, leave you some, you're going to go, oh, that's great, but I ain't going to go to the bank and cash that check. Are you stupid? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even if you didn't like them or something, man, take it. It's there. I ain't leaving it for the government, for crying out loud. Are you, are you getting this? It's like, seems like, I'm just trying to get you to understand. If God didn't want you to have this lavish benefit package, he would have never left it for you. But he left it for you. Should you not think you should figure out what is it? And should I not just take my place and take it? Now, here's the cool thing about God. You never got any of it because you deserved it. You got it because he got it for you. This ain't stuff, guys. This is peace. This is joy. This is fruit of the spirit kind of stuff. This is so I don't have to go mental through life and he gives me peace when it doesn't look like I can have peace. This is where he gives me joy when it doesn't look like I can have joy. This is where he gives me sanity when I feel like I'm going off the rocker here. And this is where he gives me what? Availability to access the things I could not get on my own because I didn't give myself availability to it, but Jesus did. Take your spot, man. Take it. 
Because here's the big deception. You better get this. Until you get out of this natural thing, you're going to be messed up. Because look at 2 Corinthians 4. This is good. This is good. Because you got to understand, the devil's the god of this world, man. And it's not like big G, he's small G. Meaning like what? He's causing havoc for people's lives if you let him. If you don't take your authority, he'll cause problems. But look what he's trying to do. He's trying to keep lost people from seeing the light. And he's trying to keep saved people from seeing the image. In whom the god of this world... Has what? Blinded the minds of them which believe not. And that's why, you know, you see this, nut, see America and all that stuff, bunch of nut stuff going on, demon-possessed wackos, and they want you to sit here and lap it up like you're supposed to be down with this nutness. They're crazy. Hollywood is demon-possessed. Wake up. Bunch of wacko, demon-possessed wackadoos, and then they want to go on TV. Y'all seen it last week. What you think? They ain't glorifying the devil. They're all demon-possessed. If you ain't got God, you got devils. And I'm, I'm just going to get to the point, because 9 o'clock, I was a little ornery. Let me just get it out. You know, I was like, demon-possessed wackadoos want to go on these shows, and then the, all these, these complete morons go, well, what did you, what did you think they were going to do? They're just manifesting what they do behind closed doors, and now you're seeing it in public, and you're all shocked. When you wake up, relevant, you better not act like that outside here. I'll slap you. I love you. But you don't know what this is? Devils. Okay? Now, Pastor Chris, you're scaring me. I'm a new visitor. Don't get scared. Just hang on. I know what I'm doing. Okay? Here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. If you do not have God, okay, if you are not a born-again believer, okay, you're not going to like this, but I don't really care. It's the truth. So love the truth or hate me. Get over it. Right? Then you don't have the nature of God in you. You got the nature of the devil in you. I don't care how kind you are. You got nice devils, quiet devils, neighborly devils, but you got devils. Come back next week. It'll be a lot better. I promise. I, I, maybe it's the Super Bowl messing me up. I don't know, right? They're nice people with nice devils, okay? Well, I don't think they got devils. You're not qualified to understand anything spiritual unless you understand the word of God. So don't try to qualify yourself. Just trust me. Jesus said, your father's the devil. If Abraham is not your father, your father's the devil. So your neighbor has devils. Okay? Maybe they're quiet and calm, but they'll manifest sooner or later. Okay? Let's just get this over with. Okay? So now that we understand that, and we know that whole world's got an agenda that's demon-possessed. Okay? And they come in, and now y'all wake up because they all showed it on TV, and y'all like, wow, maybe it's the devil. It's been the devil all the while. He's just been in disguise. You think that joker? The Bible says that the devil is a thief. Have you ever seen a really good thief? No. Why? They never get caught. I'm not kidding you. There was a guy doing robberies all around town. Here. The police officers came here and they said, we know who he is. He didn't rob nothing here. But they said, oh no, we got this one guy. He robbing everything in town. We know who he is. We just cannot what? Catch him at the scene of a crime. But we know that's a good thief. You think the devil wants to be found out? No, he wants you to sit back like little quiet Christians and never think he's really doing nothing when all the while he's doing everything. And then you say something, and you, you don't love no, you don't, you, you church, you're supposed to love. Man, you should see my prayers. My prayers are weird. I don't care though. Because I ain't praying those baby little, those little baby prayer things. No, man, slay devils, man. It's a problem with you. Some of you playing too nice with spiritual stuff. Don't play nice. I'm buying you, break your power. Because, hey, look, man, people do not need to be demonized and acting foolish 
and then running around in your little environment trying to mess you up. And that is exactly what he was going to say. So now come back to my scriptures. It's going to make sense now. He's on a bandwagon today. No, I'm teaching the word of God. Look, in whom the God of this Oh, so I got it now. The devil's the God of the world. Yeah, now you're getting somewhere. Jesus is the God of all of it. But right now, because Adam committed high treason and gave Lucifer the land lease, who's Satan in the earth, he's running the joint. He's but the hidden mask behind this whole earth is Lucifer. And you got the cool thing is that you got dominion. You got you're like balling. Oh, I got dominion to bind him, break his stinking neck. He's got no authority over you. No power over you. You see it? But everybody else is like puppets in his parade, not you. Look, and whom the God in this world has what? Blinded the minds of them which believe not, lost people, and is what? Least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine. Who is the image of God should what? Shine in them. He don't want you to realize the image of God's alive in you. He don't want you to see this image. He don't want you to find Christ-like identity. Because once you do, that's where you find that first, look, look that's where you find that first Peter scripture. No, second Peter, I'm sorry. Look at this. Because you must, look at this, three. You got to only identify through the word of God. Look at second Peter 1, 3, passion. You guys okay with this? It's a little weighty in here, but you got to hear this. Because it's the thing. Because if you're not silly, you'll live like a human when you're not a human. You're a supernatural being. Stop playing supernatural. Why in the heaven would you go live like a human when God said you can live like a supernatural being? Go be a supernatural villain. Use the laws of God and just do it. I'm going to speak to you. You know what? Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I'm going to say this. This is so good. God, this is how God did it. God, this is really good. He gave you a picture on the inside. Okay? He wants you to create the words of what you see on the inside and speak it out of your mouth. That's the process he gave to the believer. He wants you to see desire, whatever it is you desire, Right? From the word of God or whatever. See that desire. Get the internal picture. Form it in words. And then speak it out of your mouth. God wants you to create in your heart. What he wants you to have. And speak it with your mouth. Did you get that? It's calling those things that be not as though they were. But God wants you to create. See what you see I don't see. What you desire I don't desire. What you want to see come to pass I don't know. That's your business. God wants you to create it with the picture on the inside. Then put it in words. So whatever you could create in your heart, this is a spiritual principle, whatever you could create in your heart and put in the words and speak with your mouth, that's why God allowed you to have desires that he can bring to us. Whatsoever ye desire when you pray, what believe you receive and you shall. What is Mark 11, 23? Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. And when, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive. 23, 24, 25. What you desire is not what I desire. It's okay though, they're your desires. God is giving your desires that you could form into words. Pictures create words. You ain't never thinking dog. D-O-G. Who talks dog D-O-G? Who thinks cat, C-A-T? Nobody. Words are pictures. Pictures produce images. Images. He's fighting you for images. He wants you to have the, the devil wants you to have the wrong image. Who you think you are. You got to elevate your image. 
internally and speak it out. You seen this? Because you got the wrong image, you're going to hang with the wrong people. You got the wrong image, you're going to hang on the wrong lanes. If I could change your image, I could change your future. Because you got to get the right image. I'm telling you right now, you got to see yourself. See, people, people got to understand this. See, because imagination is a, a powerful man. Imagination. See, he, this joker's creative. Like, he can see it, and he draws it, and he does all that, and you see it. So what happens is, like, it's, a, it's like a kaleidoscope of imagination. Certain people, it's going to take a minute. So what you do is you biblically find your image, and then what you do is you press yourself into that thing. That's not Second Peter script. Read this. Watch me read this. I'm telling you this how it works. Because see, anything you do, right? You in school. You, we talked in the lobby, right? You're in school. You're going to do chiropractic. You're going to be great, right? I, I, tell, I tell Dr. Jacobs all the time. I say, hey, you going to crack them? You're not supposed to say crack. You call it adjust, but it's, I get away with it, right? I say crack them. But I, I tell them, I say, hey, I'll pay an extra 20 bucks if you can attitude adjust them. Do you know that? Can you attitude? Can you do, do you do, do, I asked him, I said, do you do attitudes? That's worth another 50. I'll send the whole church there, right? Look what it says. Every, that was funny. You should laugh, but you're a little slow. Attitude adjustment. It's a chiropractor. Pop, 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 crack. Attitude. Can you adjust attitudes? No. Of course you cannot adjust attitudes. If he could, we'd all go, right? Best 25 bucks I'll spend, right? Everything we could ever need. Now read this. Read this. For life. Now, that's natural life and godliness. That's God life. Has already been deposited in us by divine power. So all you're waiting for is identity to discover. All you're looking to do is, I, once I have identity discovery, I'm on it, man. Everything we can ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him. Who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Okay. As a result of this, what? He has given you magnificent Promises. Promises are pictures. Okay? Pro now watch, man. The, the, the picture of the promise paints a different picture for everybody. Healing to you might not, might not be what I, healing to me. If you got pain in your body right now, healing is a whole different picture for you. You got a bad doctor report right now, healing is a whole different picture for you. Right now, I'm not trying to, I'm not being, right, I, I'm 100% healthy right now, me personally, right? So I'm healing to me, it's like, it's, I don't take it for granted, but I just go, thank you God. I don't, you know, everything feels good, everything's working good. I got buddies, I got one dude, the leg thing's bugging him. I'm like, bro, man, you, we're going to believe God, but obviously healing to him is something, he's getting reminded. Are you here? What am I saying? Prosperity to you is something different than the guy down the road from you. Okay. How about this? Help. Mental stuff, man, a guy that's not really mind dealing, that's one thing. But having a clear mind for the guy that's fighting a battle, that's a whole new picture. Look what it says. Look what it says. Come on. All right. He has given us magnificent promises that are beyond all price so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can what? Experience partnership with the divine nature. Did you get that? 
by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are in the world. He said, now let me show you 2 Peter 1. Let's look at it in the King James because he says you become a divine partaker by these promises. So she'll pop it in the King James. It'll make a little bit of sense. But I want you to see that. He said what? Watch. According as divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and through the knowledge of him, the word of God, that called us to glory and virtue. Here we go. Whereby are given what? Exceeding great and precious promises. That by these you might be a partaker of the divine nature. So he's saying, look, I gave you promises. And these promises have divine nature. When you can get these promises in you, these promises now will change the nature of of you and show you the divinity that you really are. Because they got the power in them to produce of itself. And what's the devil trying to do? Don't see yourself like that. Here's what he's doing. Don't see your marriage like that. See your marriage like that. Don't see your family like that. See your family like that. Don't see your, li your life like that. They... See your life like that. Nah, man, no. I'm going to see me the way he wants me to see me. And I got to start working on the process of renewing how I see myself. I'm not allowed to believe that about me. What you're going to start doing is you're going to have thought identification and go, when these negatives come, you be, I can't believe that about me because that's not truth. See, you will believe the truth about yourself until you discover the truth of God. I'll say it like this. You will, be, you will believe the untruths of yourself until you believe the truth of God. Because you'll think, I'm not that. I'm not this. I'm not, who told you this nonsense? What do you think he did with Peter? What he did with Peter? And he did with, uh, did with John? And he did with Adam? And he did with all these guys when they went through stuff? He's like, basically, man, who's telling you this stuff? Why are you thinking about yourself like this? You got to elevate your identity to Christ-like ability. Otherwise, you will live in your own identity. And your identity is not good enough because you don't know who you are. Renew your mind. And then you start getting different. This is big. Let me give you this last one. You ready for this? You guys are quiet in here. You okay? Let this mindset. No, because I know it's, this is, it's a little bit of work. And what happens is I understand it. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you this is like simple. But because it's like it's like it's an internal picture struggle. Does that make sense? Because here's what you got to realize, though. See, this is how we know we're ahead. See, we're ahead of the devil. The devil's slick. Wrong picture. You just do this. You faith project images that are before you. Does that make sense? So, okay. You want me to give it to you like this? You really want to know how this thing's going? You, you ever hear this, and the light that's inside of you is the light of man? And the light inside of man came from God? So you ever see a, a camera? There's light in that thing. So all that is is light. So you see these things, these screens, there's lumens, correct? And the lumens is a mirror, and the mirror reflects. So basically the devil knows this. If I can get you to think wrong about yourself... You're going to see because light inside of you projects. So the light is in you. The light came from Christ. So your body's illuminated. Remember when Jesus showed up and the light that was in him came out of him and glory shot out of him and when glory shot out of him and knocked everybody down? 
He had light. He is light. So you have light inside of you the minute you get God. What do you think the devil's trying to do? You remember that thing when you were a kid? We used to have a viewfinder. I'm dating myself now, man. Some of you may be seeing it. It was a red thing. You know what I'm talking about? And you had to click. And, and, and every slide you put in that goofy thing and clicked it, it showed you the picture, right? Well, you ever take the thing out and all you see through the thing was light. There's not blank light. That's you. You're a light bulb. So the enemy is trying to put this picture in front of you that you magnify and project out of you. That's what he did with Adam. Don't you want to be like God? Wrong image. Light projected it. Now we got a problem. So you are a walking projector. See it? So whatever image he can get in front of you, that's what you see. So you got to make sure your viewfinder's clear. And you got to do like this with your Bible. You got to see through that Bible. Nah, that, nope. Nope. You out here, oh, I don't think this is going to work out too good. All things work out for good for me because I love God. You got to get your viewfinder up. That, but what's he do? He puts lies in front of you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He's trying to get those pictures of wrong images in front of you. So you project what? Everything he does want you to see, and God's got for you. So what do you go? You fight this internal struggle within. You say, nah, that ain't my view. Nah, that ain't, nope, that ain't it. Nope. So you got, you got these things, right? So this will be cute. Watch this. This is what I just saw, right? I'm going to use these things. Right? I'm trying to get these things. They're like papers. We got another one over there somewhere? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's one. Here's one. Here. Right? So here's the enemy. He like this with you. He got this. He's like, okay, here we go, right? You're over there. Oh, I can. And he's trying to do this. You're walking around. Oh, no. Right? So you believe in God for a promise? Here goes that. That ain't coming to happen to you. That ain't going to be for you. That ain't for you. That's for somebody else. That prosperity thing, that healing thing, that right marriage, that ain't for you. You got to go like this. Oh, where'd it come from? Can't have that one. Got this other one coming up in front of you. What's this one say? Oh, no, that ain't, that ain't for you. You know, oh, I thought they told me in church, I'm the heal of the Lord. First Peter says, by his church, I'm healed. I can have sanity in mind. I can have clarity. And then he was like, that, that ain't for you. That ain't for you. You've been fighting this battle for 10 years. What makes you think this is your year? Guess what, devil? Taking that one either. He got all day trying to throw this junk in front. Cast down the weapons of our warfare. Our mighty true God. Come on. Casting down. The, why? Because this battle we fight is not flesh and blood. But the weapons of my warfare are what? Mighty true God. For the pulling down of strongholds. Imaginations. Pictures. Stuff that's coming against it. And casting down imaginations. And pulling down the high things. And putting Christ first place. Identification. He throwing pictures all day. Ah, you jacked up this. Nah, nah. Ah, that, where'd that come from? Who told you that? Who told you that? Where'd that come? Oh, this ain't gonna. Who told you that? You got a thought identified quick. Get rid of that thing. No, I believe who I am. And look, 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 look at the last one. Four. I'm done. You got you to have this mindset. And this ain't for weak people. And you ain't weak. You know what I'm saying? You ain't weak. Oh my, how long I got to fight? 
for how long we got to fight? How in the world do I know? I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to go to heaven with faith. I'm going to be honoring when I get there. I'm going to timeout anyway when I get there. <laughs> you know God's put me in timeout. I, I said he was crazy in the earth. I said God's crazy. I'll say it again. God is totally crazy. The things he will ask you to do are crazy. And he just like he's normal. Because God, man, when God told me, Fran, when God told me this, he got me. He said, I hide the miraculous within the ridiculous. So what do you say? He said, don't you ever underestimate the power that I have. I said, say that again, God, because I heard in my spirit. I know when God's talking because I ain't that smart, right? He goes like this. He said, I hide the miraculous within the ridiculous. That's what you mean ridiculous. He says, it's ridiculous to walk down to an edge of water with a stick and say, touch it and watch it part. That's ridiculous. Go down there. He told Gideon, right? He hiding. He said, take a trumpet and a lamp and go down to the battle. A trumpet and a lamp and fight a war? You're nuts. That's crazy. He said, do it. See what happens. He told Jehoshaphat, go down the edge and just shout. Just shout. He told Joshua, go down there and tell Jericho fall. Tell what? Scream at a mountain? God is crazy. It's beyond natural wisdom. It's supernatural. I will hide the miraculous within the ridiculous. You think it's ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous. It's miraculous. That's why I need an instruction. It could be crazy. I'm just looking for one. He might just tell you, go yell at it. <laughs> he might just tell you, go shout at that wall. I don't even know to tell you. I'm waiting for him to say something. He might tell you, take your shoes off. The place you're standing is holy. I don't know what taking my shoes off is going to do, but praise be to God, if it gets me a breakthrough, I'll take it. I'll take it. Look at this last scripture. Here you go. She coming right now. And consider the example what? That Jesus, the anointed one, set before us. Let this mindset become your motivation. Last point. Here it is. Read it. We're gone. Lizzie's coming. Look right here. Point four. Go buy flowers. I bought her flowers at nine. I can't do it at ten. Sorry, honey. But there's flowers out in the foyer. Let this mindset become your what? Are you motivated to make this your mindset? That's all you got to do. I might not be perfect at it, but I'm getting a whole lot better at it. Right? Aren't you? Aren't you? You sure are. Close your eyes. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for how you're doing it. I thank you, Lord, for great success, supernatural ability. Let the anointing of God rest upon them, God, supernaturally. God, I thank you for change, transformation, and the power of God to make a way where there seems to be no way. God, open their eyes to this identity and let them never have an identity crisis another day of their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.